0: Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to this word being preached. I just want to share this in, quickly in 10 minutes, um, share what the Lord has laid on my heart. Uh, just a, a scripture from John 1. And this is the interaction between Jesus and a man called Nathaniel, one of Jesus' first disciples who also became an apostle. If you want to look up his name in other gospels, is known by his surname, Bartholomew. Bartholomew is a surname. It's, it's it's from Bar, which means son of, and Tholome, Tholomeus. So he was Nathaniel, son of Thomaeus. Nathaniel Bartholomew. So in, in the other Gospels, he's called Bartholomew in all the lists of the apostles. But let me just read you this, this passage. You can follow with me on the screen. It says, the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee and found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from the side of the city of Andrew, and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. And Jesus Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, Uh, how do you know me and jesus answered him before philip called you when you were under the fig tree i saw you and nathaniel answered him rabbi you are the son of god you are the king of israel jesus answered him because i said to you i saw you under the fig tree do you believe you will see greater things than these And uh, and he said to him truly i truly truly i say to you you will see heaven opened and the angels of god ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And, um, some of you will recognize that last portion. You'll see heaven open up and the angels ascending and descending. Um, that portion actually comes from Genesis 28. I don't have enough time to read it now. But it's that story where Jacob was running away from his brother Esau. Now, he deceived his brother Esau and stolen the firstborn right and the blessing from him. So, and, and then, what happened was he, he slept, he put a rock, he used the rock as a pillow, slept on it, and he had this dream where he saw the staircase to heaven with the bottom on the earth and the top into the heavens, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon it. And um when he woke up, he said, Wow, this is the house of God. And he called the place Beth Al. Beth meaning house and Al meaning God, the house of God. And um, then he moved on from there and went to work for his, for his uncle Laban. And, um, you know, even as he deceived his brother, his uncle Laban deceived him. So he sowed, sowed deception and he reaped deception. And, you know, when his brother found out that he fled, he said, yeah, you know, there's two times my brother, Esau said, there's two times my brother Jacob deceived me. And isn't his name rightly called Jacob? Because Jacob means deceiver or the one who grabs the heel and deceives. And, um, then, when Jacob finally, you know, when he, after 21 years, you know, and a few times of being deceived by his uncle Laban, he actually also flees from him. <laughs> his, his uncle pursues him and they eventually catch up and they reconcile. But then he goes and he crosses the Jabbok River, or, or he's, you know, he gets close to his, his family, to Esau and them, and he's, he's afraid. He's afraid of his brother Esau because he knows what he did. He deceived his brother Esau. Um, when he's, when he, when he heard that his father, Isaac, was going to give the blessing, he dressed in Esau's clothes, put goat skin on his neck and on his arms, because Esau was a hairy guy, you know, so that when his father felt him, he'd feel like his brother Esau, put on his clothes so he'd smell like his brother Esau. And, um, when his father asked, who are you? Because he said, it smells and like Esau and it feels like Esau, but it sounds like Jacob. He said, no, I'm your brother, I'm, a, I'm your son, your firstborn Esau and um, deceived his father. And then, you know, he sends his family on ahead of him over the Jabbok, and is that account where he wrestles with an angel. And then the angel of the Lord asks him, Who are you? What's your name? And he immediately answers, I'm Jacob. Before he said, I'm Esau. Now he said, I'm Jacob. And he wrestled with God until he could come to the place where he could admit who he really was and what he really was. And I remember a while back when Dr. John Andrews was here, some of you might, might remember when he, when he preached here, he said something profound. He said, God cannot change the person you're pretending to be. God can only change the person you really are. He cannot change the person you're pretending to be. And so often, like Jacob, we're pretending to be someone else, pretending the per- to be the person we think will be blessed in order to get the blessing. When God all along had prophesied from, the, from their birth that Jacob would receive the blessing. And we so often try and steal what God has intended for us in any case, like Jacob. But remember, God cannot bless the person you're pretending to be. He can only bless the person you really are. And Nathaniel had clearly learned that because he said, "Here is is an Israelite indeed. Now, when God blessed, when the angel of the Lord blessed Jacob, he changed his name from Jacob, deceiver, to Israel, which means prince of God. And, and he says about Nathaniel, here is a Israelite, which comes from the, from, from the name Israel. Here is an Israelite indeed in whom is no deception, no Jacob. And we all start off being Jacobs. Nathanael also started off being a Jacob, an Israelite who was a Jacob. But something had happened in his life and, 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 and God had ministered to him. And God had changed his heart. And he'd come to see himself. Who he really was. And like Jacob, he'd come to admit who he was. And and that's all that God wants from us. He doesn't want us to be perfect. We cannot be perfect. Not this side of eternity. But like Jacob, when he asks, who are you? He wants us to admit, I'm Jacob. I'm the deceiver. (laughs) I'm a deceiver. And Nathaniel had obviously been brought to that place. And that's why Jesus could say to him, he's an Israelite indeed, in whom there's no deceit, because he'd admitted who he is. So what God wants from us, God doesn't save people who are perfect, but God saves people who are honest about who they really are. Honest like Jacob and say, this is who I am. I'm Jacob, I admit it. <laughs> I'm taking off the masks. I, um, I am a deceiver. And, you know, it's actually so... Telling t- for me that, that Jacob sitting under the fig tree. Um, now, those of you who know John's gospel will know he often tells very simple stories, but that are very profound and actually often very symbolic. So the fig tree in the Bible is, is, is usually symbolic of blessing. Um, when, when, uh, people wanted to speak in the Old Testament, you can go and look it up. I'm not going to give you the scriptures. When they wanted to speak, speak a blessing, they would say, um, may you, you know, each man sit under his own vine and his own fig tree. Which which was now the fig tree, you know, bore nice fruit that was not only healthy and filling, but that was sweet and delicious. But it also had big leaves, you know, so it it would sort of in the in the, the heat of the Middle Eastern, you know, scorching sun, it would it would create some 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 comfortable shade for you to sit in. So sitting under your own fig tree was a was a picture of being blessed and of being comfortable, and um, that is what Jacob was looking for he was looking for that blessing and that comfort and Nathaniel had obviously found that like Jacob had but he'd been able to also like Jacob eventually admit who he was but, but it's also interesting the fig is also if you think right back to the beginning of the Bible the fig tree also features with Adam and Eve when they sinned what, what happened they realized they were naked and what did they do They sew together fig leaves, you know, to cover themselves. Okay? And the fig tree also speaks of, you know, our desire to use what God has blessed us with to actually cover ourselves and to cover up who we really are, to basically have deceit in our hearts. Because that's exactly what Jacob did. He covered up who he really was. He pretended to be someone else. And so often we do that as well. We cover ourselves up. We use the blessings of God, ironically, to cover ourselves up and to pretend to be better than we really are. And um, the irony of it is like Nathaniel. When, when he comes to Jesus, Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree. Here is an israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit and and, and clearly it, it strikes a chord it clearly rings true to him and he says how do you know me you know and he says i saw you before not before philip called you i saw you under the fig tree and his response is wow rabbi now now all of a sudden he's not like can anything good come out of nazareth <laughs> now he's like rabbi teacher you know you are the son of god you are the king of israel you are the messiah you are the savior of the world of which moses and the prophets spoke you know and philip was right about you you know so clearly that had that really grabbed him what what had happened there and and not only had nathaniel seen himself so that there was no deceit in him but now he realized that he had been seen by jesus So the first step, we we must always see ourselves for who we really are. But then we also need to realize that Jesus sees us as as we are. That's the same thing Jacob realized. He realized, I can't hide from God. I can't hide who I am from God. I can't pretend with God. He knows who I am. And the amazing thing about Jesus is, he sees us long before we realize he sees us. And he says, He knows us. He tells us how deeply he knows us. But the amazing thing is he doesn't just see the bad things about us. He sees the good things about us. Here is an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Now, I don't for one moment believe that Nathaniel never lied. But I believe that there was a a truthfulness about who he was. I mean, you, you see it with him blurting out. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, he's sort of very blunt and, you know... Sort of straight, you know, frank, you know, honest, um, about things. And, and, and probably, you know, when he, when he, when he did get things wrong, he was also very honest about that as well. Um, but then the last thing that I want you to see is not only that, that we need to see ourselves, but, and that we need to be seen by Jesus, or realize that we are seen by Jesus, but that we need to see Jesus. And that's what Jesus says to him. He says, because I told you I saw you under the fig tree, now you believe that I'm rabbi, teacher. You now you call me your rabbi, your teacher. Now you, you, you believe I'm the son of God. You believe I'm the king of Israel. In other words, you believe I'm the son of God who comes from heaven. Remember the staircase touched heaven. You believe I'm the king of Israel who rules on earth. But what I want you to see is you're going you're gonna to see even greater things than this. You're going to see... That I am, and that's what Christmas is all about. The Son of Heaven coming down to earth. The Son of God becoming a Son of Man, the Son of Man, so that the sons of God can become the sons of men. The sons of men can become the sons of God, sorry. It's, he's, he's the staircase to heaven. He's, he touches both heaven and earth. He's, he's God who came from heaven and he became truly human here on earth. And he's the only link the only complete link from heaven to earth. And that's what we need to see. We need to see who Jesus really is. We need to see that he is the one who reconnects heaven and earth. And the irony is where, where the fig tree that Nathaniel sat under represents comfort and blessing on the one hand, and also the covering up of sin on the other hand, a deceitfulness. Ultimately, Jesus sat well—not sat under a fig tree. He hung on another tree, which is kind of like the opposite of a fig tree. <laughs> the, often, the Bible refers to the cross as a tree. Let me just actually read you one, one passage where it does that. Um, in those of you taking notes, I want to end with this. Can can just write down Galatians three, verse thirteen and to fifteen. Listen to what it says. Christ, redeem us from uh, from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham, might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. See, Jesus experienced exactly the opposite of the fig tree, the opposite of comfort. The opposite of blessing. He, received, he experienced cursing. He was hung on a tree. Not a tree that has no fruit. A tree that has no leaves. A tree of cursing. A tree of the most extreme discomfort you can imagine. So that we can experience the victory of blessing. Of comfort. But then he also does what he does with Nathaniel. He calls us from out of our victory, And he says, come. Yes, I bless you. Yes, I give you comfort, but come out of Be willing to come out of that comfort. Be willing to come out from under that blessing. Not not in the sense of losing it, but sacrificing it temporarily so that you could reach a world that is only experiencing discomfort and cursing. And Jesus did, the, did that in the ultimate way when he left heaven. All the comforts, all the blessings, all the glory of heaven, he left. And he came into this broken, sinful devastated world that we live in. He left the shade of the ultimate fig tree to come and experience the tree of the cross where he suffered and died for us. And he calls us to be willing to make the same sacrifice, to temporarily sacrifice our comfort and our blessing so we can be a blessing to others like he called Nathaniel to do. And so I want you to see that that Jesus, the gospel, and the cross is not just a picture for us of the way into the Christian life. It's a picture for us of the way on in the Christian life. The Christian life is a life of blessing. Yes, you receive your victory, but you're also called to constantly go out from under your victory to to sacrifice your comfort and your blessing to be a blessing to others. That's what Jesus did for us. That's what we celebrate when we celebrate Christmas. Celebrate Jesus coming from heaven to earth, becoming human. I think that's such a powerful picture. Now, I don't know where you are in your your walk with the Lord, um, in your spiritual journey. Some of you might still be at that place where Nathaniel was, when Philip spoke to him and said to him, you know, We found the Messiah. We found the one that was prophesied in in the law of Moses and the prophets. And you might still be at that place where you say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And I hope that this morning you could come and see, like Nathaniel, that there is one who wants you to know yourself, to see yourself for who you really are, to humble yourself and admit who you really are. Then he wants you to see that he sees you, And even though he sees right down to the bottom of you, he still loves you. Enough to die for you, and and you need to see that. That's the final thing that you need to see. You need to see him becoming the staircase from earth to heaven. The only hope of humanity. If you're still at that place where you're saying, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Ironically, the best possible thing came out of Nazareth. The Savior of the world. And he's inviting you, like Nathaniel, to come and follow him. Like Philip, to come and follow him. So, if that's you this this morning, I'm not going to ask you to come forward or anything. But I just want you to close your eyes. And I just want you to respond to him and say, Lord, I realize that you are. I I want you to be my rabbi, my teacher. Because I realize you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And I am a Jacob that needs to be saved. And if you're a Christian, if you already believe that Jesus is the Messiah, then I think his challenge to us this morning is, are we willing to follow him out from under the shade and the comfort of our victory into this world where there's so much brokenness and difficulty? Are we willing to, on a regular basis, sacrifice our comfort in order to be a blessing to others? Just close your eyes. If you're a Christian, just close your eyes and just ask the Lord, Lord, where am I too comfortable under my fig tree? Where do I need to be willing to sacrifice my comfort and my blessing to go and be a blessing to to others? And then just say, Lord, I want to do that. I want to follow you. Like you left the comfort of heaven to come to earth, I want to follow you. I want to be willing to leave my comfort to follow you into the brokenness of this world and be a blessing there. Just just in your own words. Before I close in prayer, there, right at the, in the last verse, it says, and I say to you, and the you there is singular, you, Nathaniel. And then Jesus switches over to the plural. He says, you all will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. In other words, he's giving a promise not just to Nathanael, but to all the disciples and to us as his future disciples as well. And that's what I want to pray over us this morning. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that we will also see, Lord, like your, your first disciples, the heavens opened. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon you, the Son of Man. The true Bethel, the true house of God the true stairway to heaven, the true link between earth and heaven, the one who came down from heaven to reveal the Father to us. And I pray, Lord, every single person here, every single one of us, that we will experience you and that we will be changed by you and that we will become like you just pray your blessing over your saints. I just pray the opening of eyes, even as Miranda shared with us, that our eyes will be opened to truly see you and to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Joburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website, at www.shofar.org.